0: You're listening to Kidney Conversations, a new podcast from the Kidney Foundation of Western New York. In each episode, we'll talk about kidney health and share stories to inspire and educate our community. I'm Jeremy Morlock. Today's conversation is with Chris Jengo, a living kidney donor. Chris, you donated your kidney to your brother. Can you tell me uh, when and where did that happen? Yeah,
1: uh, August 17th, 2015 happened at uh, ECMC in Buffalo, New York. After about uh, a few months of going through some testing, that uh, we eventually were able to set a date. In my case, I needed to actually lose a few pounds because um, I wanted to make sure my BMI was at a level that they were comfortable with. Uh, once we met all the criteria there, uh, we were able to set the date. Um, my brother,
0: you know, everything went really, really well. And so it's been almost five years now. Can you tell me about your decision to become a living donor? So
1: my brother, who's a little older than me, was about seven years old when he first found out that he had an issue with his kidneys. He had a a genetic uh, issue where the uh, urine flow uh, would go back into the kidneys and created additional pressure and caused damage to the kidneys. Uh, Fortunately, it was not complete. Damage, but it was enough that um, uh, that he needed to have surgery. They, they actually had to wait uh, a few years until he was old enough, and they had a little more experience doing these types of procedures. When my brother had his done at 11 years old, he was only the 200th person in the world to have this corrective surgery. Uh, from that point on, there was no additional damage to his kidneys, thank goodness, um, but he, needed to take special medicine. He was limited as a a young person to uh, non-contact sports, which was challenging because as a young boy, you can imagine you want to be out there and be active, Uh, but he had to protect what kidney function he had left at that time. We're talking about in the 1970s and they didn't have nearly the um, technology and uh, experience and knowledge that they have today when it comes to Uh, working, treating kidneys. Uh, So that was his youth. And I knew uh, from conversations in the family that if the time came that my brother needed a kidney, that my dad was prepared to do that. And that was kind of always in the background. As my dad got older, uh, it was something where I kind of took on myself. I realized, and unlike a lot of donors, living donors, I had an awful lot of time to contemplate whether or not I wanted to do this. And I did. And I was hopeful that uh, the time would come that I would be a good match for my brother. And thank goodness, I was a very good match for my brother. Uh, after he uh, became uh, an adult, and it's been, you know, he's, he's much old, older now. Um, he then was uh, uh, then diagnosed with diabetes, which is another well-known Uh, factor when it comes to kidney disease, diabetes uh, and kidneys do not go very well together, unfortunately. And so the combination of his earlier damage to his kidneys and the diabetes meant that at some point in the not too far distant future, he was going to need a kidney. So then that took us to about 2014. And my brother was on a path where he needed to get on a list or start preparing for, uh, kidney transplant. Now, my brother and I had a very good friend who had been involved with the, the Kidney Foundation uh, and dealing with chronic uh, kidney disease for a very long time. He had been a recipient actually of three kidneys over the years, and he was a wonderful person to help kind of guide us in what to expect. Um, he's the one who introduced myself and my brother to Dr. Uh, uh, Rocco Venuto at that time. Um, who unfortunately has recently passed, but he was—he uh, I mean, was—he was a leader in this field and uh, did very much uh, nationally, regionally, and certainly here in the, the Buffalo, Western New York area, um, with the ECMC transplant um, services that are here. So, um, having that experience, um, it was—and having those connections, it was for me more comfortable because I had. Uh, somebody to talk to and someone to hear from. And my brother, I think, got an awful lot of comfort out of that. At that point, I did not know any living kidney donors. But through another friend of mine, I was introduced to a gentleman who donated to his wife just a few years uh, prior to the donation that I was going to be giving to my brother. And, you know, it was helpful um, to have those resources. And since then, there are, I found out that there are, uh, like Facebook and other social media groups that are um, comprised of other living donors. And so to have the support that's available there, that support that's available through the, the Kidney Foundation of Western New York, um, just the, the services and the uh, advocates that you have as a living kidney donor, an advocate for you as a living kidney donor, as well as an advocate for the recipient, um, these services are just immeasurable. Uh, and I know a lot of folks don't know about this. So anybody looking and considering uh, to become a living donor, uh, know that there are uh, many folks in many capacities, uh, lots of experience, and, and and many resources that you can reach out to. You know, as you're trying to determine whether or not this is something that makes sense to you.
0: What was your your process like, and and what was your recovery process like? It's a little unfair.
1: Uh, I just say that teasingly, that uh, when you donate, you know, the the recipient who has had very low functioning. Now, my brother was very fortunate. He did not have to go through dialysis. He was not a really good candidate for dialysis. Well, within a f- really a few hours, his um, color was coming back. He was um, really making great improvements. Uh, on the donor side, you go from two kidneys down to one and your body will adjust, but it takes a while. It took, um, you know, it took several days to, to really start to feel better, um, but this passes and everybody's experience is very unique. So you can't say as a living donor, just because this happens to me, this is exactly what it's going to be like for you. Um, so, but but all in all, I mean, they do an awful lot of testing beforehand. And determining whether or not you're a good candidate, both physically, emotionally, um, mentally, make sure that you are uh, in a good place so that when you're on the other side after donating, uh, many people live their lives. I mean, they, they really, without any significant or any real changes at all, uh, I think there's great comfort in knowing that you can give your spare and know that it will not necessarily impact you. And that's why they do all the testing in advance. That's why they they look at the history. And that's why you have all these resources at hand to help in that process. Because uh, an awful lot of effort is given not just to make sure that the recipient is prepared and ready for a kidney, but for the donor, that they're not going to be uh, adversely impacted uh, in this process. And the other thing is that as a donor, um, it was not my insurance. I did not have any financial burden when it comes to the medical procedures. Um, And then there are other resources that that folks may or may not need. And uh, an awful lot of social um, capital has been put into the living donor process. And so other resources may become available uh, as time goes on, but there is an awful lot there to support folks and they need to know that they are not in it alone. They've got all kinds of support available. Uh, they should have all their questions answered if this is something they're looking to do, and know that at the end of the day, you've seriously impacted someone's life. Uh, and I, it's uh, it's nice to know that um, you know we can do that. There are not too many opportunities when we can have such a direct and and, um, um,
0: and, and unique and, 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 uh, impact on someone's life. And how has your life changed since since that uh, transplantation? Uh, my life, uh, from my side, has not changed too much.
1: Uh, again, it, it doesn't really have to impact uh, your life at all. You can continue doing things that you want to do. Um, I feel blessed because I know that my brother is is here and will be with us, hopefully, for a very long time. There are others that donate and they don't um, they don't know who they're going to give to, and and, and uh, this is a really special kind of donor. Um, and, or maybe they, they donate anonymously to somebody who, uh, who may be in their, in their church or in their neighborhood or in their community. Um, or they just have a real desire to want to help somebody else because maybe they've been impacted in a very positive way and they want to uh, pass that along. Uh, so there are lots of different reasons uh, that people donate, and you can donate in, in, uh, in a multitude of ways. Um, another option, uh, and I did not know this at the time, but if it were the case that I was not a good match for my brother, there are these uh, uh, donor chains, or I think we call them, or links, where you can donate to somebody else who matches you, and somebody else who has a match to give to your particular person who needs a kidney. And sometimes it's two or three or, or more, you know, pairs along the way. Uh, so you can donate that way as well. So there, you don't have to be a direct match to the person you're trying to. Uh, donate to, to still
0: help that person. And can you tell me a little bit about your involvement with the the Kidney Foundation? Sure. Um, So
1: my involvement really kind of ramped up as donation was coming uh, to pass with my brother. And I wanted to see how I could uh, just be involved, because this is obviously something that was part of my life now. And the Kidney Foundation is an important resource I've come to realize uh, in the community. And w- there are many different activities. They have events where uh, um, recipients, uh, they have recipient gatherings, they have an opportunity to uh, congregate, talk with those that are um, uh, in the um, uh, other parts of the community, for the dialysis community. Um, and you get to talk to one another, you make new friends, you make new contacts. I mean, this is, you know, unfortunately this has become uh, a very, um, common thing. And I know that, um, those that pass from chronic kidney disease is uh, among the top 10 in, in our country, um, even more so than breast cancer and prostate cancer. And a lot of folks are just starting to discover that and starting to realize that, um, that they need to understand what their kidney health is. So the Kidney Foundation not only has gatherings there, they have um, outreach to uh, community events where they'll do some testing or they'll do um, uh, some assessments to let folks take a look at what their kidney function uh, or health may uh, need attention. So you can think about kidney health. Uh, There is education I know in the uh, primary, uh, doctor world where they're also becoming more aware of the fact that not only do they need to look at all the other types of elements that, that impact people's lives, their, their, their heart, their weight, their, their um, uh, the potential cancer screening, but they also need to look at, at their kidneys and what the function is of their kidneys. And so I know the Kidney Foundation does a great job of uh, educating those on the front line as well as educating individuals to be more aware of kidney health um, but the last thing that I want to add, one of the, the events that I really enjoy going to, and I've done it several times now, is that there is a tree lighting event in uh, mid-November. And this happens uh, on the campus at uh, ECMC in Buffalo. And there uh, are living donors that attend and tell their story. There are family uh, families who uh, have a loved one that they've lost um and they get a chance that we get a chance to hear the story of the person that passed and and because they uh, were so kind and thoughtful and uh, they wanted to have a real impact on others that they've donated uh, a kidney or two um at the time when they lost somebody uh, close to them so uh, those are very um heartfelt and and and, and uh, uh they really pull the heartstrings. those stories uh but those that are still uh, waiting uh, for a kidney and those that have received. And then uh, as, as part of that ceremony, uh, everyone from those particular groups have an opportunity to put a special ornament on that tree. And it's just a wonderful annual event that happens that brings the community
0: together. Uh, and I really enjoy that. Thank you for talking about that. That's a, it's always nice to to see you at that event. <laughs> and I, I know you you've talked about it a, a little already, but what would you say to others who are considering living donation?
1: I'll go back to what I said earlier. There are very few things when we can have such a direct impact on an individual's life. And it's not just that individual, it's their family members. It's their friends. It's, it's, it's not just, it is helping them, you know, live a more um, healthier, longer life um, with the donation of a kidney. But, you know, those are, you know, those are the, um, the, annual, the family gatherings that otherwise wouldn't happen if that person didn't have a kidney. Um, you know, those are the weddings, walking down the aisle, seeing your kids graduate school. I mean, uh, the first uh, born child, grandchild, uh, all these wonderful events that, that uh, we experience throughout our lives. Um, by giving a, a kidney, you do so much more
0: um, than, than, than you may realize. Thank you. That's, that's so well put. Is, is there anything else that you'd like people to know? I just want people
1: to be, first of all, well aware of their kidney health, just like they think of other aspects of, of their life that they, they need to, to think about their health. Um, and I want them to be open to the idea that you can live with one kidney and have almost no impact in your life, but you can so. So uh, amazingly impact the life of someone else and, and those in their world, in their sphere, their family, their friends. Uh, it's more than just a one-time gift. It's something that, that really impacts the community,
0: and not just an individual. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us for the Kidney Foundation of Western New York's new podcast. We're excited to bring you stories of kidney health and healing in the coming weeks. The Kidney Foundation of Western New York is dedicated to increasing awareness and improving the lives of those with kidney disease. You can find out more by visiting our website at kfwny.org. or at facebook.com kfwny and on Twitter and Instagram at KidneyFoundWNY. We're looking for stories of healing, transplantation, donation, and more here in Western New York. If you have a kidney story to share, email jmorlock at kfwny.org.